Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Morning, everyone. It's the one and only notorious, glorious V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, CJ, a.k.a. El Cuco, who's bringing you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, on Rogue News, on pretty much every podcasting app out there. You can find us everywhere you want us to be. We're there, plus a bag of chips. Also, check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com. Com. And see, is there anything new going on with them? Any, any new stuff? You can find us everywhere you want us to. Hey, I'm hearing some reverb. Okay, yep, audio. I had some audio feed coming through. No, uh, currently we are we are not, um, but we do have the new true uh, true delta uh, line releasing. Uh, we 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 put it in shops this weekend as a beta, and it and it all sold out. Uh, so nice. it, it, it's phenomenal. The feedback is is terrific. Uh, Steve is actually my uh, is on uh, taking a week off this week for vacation, a well deserved vacation. Uh, so we're going to get up that get that uh, item up on e commerce and everything uh, real soon. So uh, it's it's gonna it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love it. And also, folks, again, check out roguenews.com. That's where the that is the nexus point, the jump off point for everything. Uh, I'm writing articles there. We got a couple of Matthew Eretz uh, articles up there as well. Uh, we're going to be getting uh, more writers. There's going to be a lot of writing going on. A lot of great content is going to be created there. Uh, I'm going to try. Uh, I'm continuing a, a series called "We Didn't Light the Fire." It's about the fire economy. Explain that to Americans because most Americans don't realize how the switcheroonie occurred. And uh, I'm going to break down for you how it is and why it is, and where we're going and how this is completely detrimental to us. We need to, you know, rip off. Okay, we need to have our own. I, I, I think the American public, ever since that, the, all the events that has happened in 2020, the scandemic, the election, all of it, I think there is a percentage of the American public that is right now for the first time in their entire life is having a Damascus Road experience. They're having a Damascus Road experience. What I mean by that is it is the, uh, the New Testament story of the Apostle Paul, who, on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians and to slaughter them, encountered 
an angel of God that knocked him off his horse and then blinded him. And it wasn't until he got to Damascus that his the scales from his eyes, the scriptures would say, have fallen, and he was able to see again. And I think the American public, a good percentage of us, is starting to have that Damascus Road experience. We're starting to realize that everything that we've been told about our economy and how it is and how it works is a lie. We're starting to understand that printing money to oblivion and debt on top of debt on top of debt doesn't get you out of debt is the greatest nonsense scheme ever perpetrated on mankind. We're starting to understand that our military, which was this holy grail that was only utilized, the purpose of the military was to fund bankers' wars, was to enrich military contractors. It has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with spreading freedom. It has nothing to do with spreading democracy, which is a euphemism used by communists. We don't spread democracies. We're a constitutional representative republic. There's nothing democracy about that. And thank God for that. Democracy is a euphemism used by communists. Just like Vela said, capitalism is a term, a euphemism used by communists. Again. So the American public is starting to realize that, hey, this woke military, it took a, woke mil- a couple of woke military advertisements in order for the average American on the street to be like, what the hell is going on? And I'm glad that the scales are starting to fall. And I think the greatest thing that could happen is that this awakening starts to permeate because it is the only thing that can save us is the only thing that can cause some sort of an adult conversation to occur. Not everywhere, but in a good percentage of the states. So there's a lot going on in this world. Massive amounts of changes, massive amounts of data, massive amounts of transfers of wealth, systemic, parabolic, bombastic changes. And most people, outside of those who are starting to get that, hey, you know what, something stinks in D.C. They're starting to figure out something's going on. But the blind sheep are useless idiots and pawns, and we see them every single day on the streets. We see them in the city councils. We see them in the state and local governments. We see them. In national government, meeting with foreign leaders, looking like absolute idiots. And folks, unless we put a stop to what is occurring, the outcome of which will be extremely bad. And with that being said, CJ, what do we have on the radar screen? Let's get into this. Well, you know, I think you're right on point B, and I think a lot of that ties directly back to the information and and the control of information and how it works. It's nothing new to our listeners, V, how this works, right? So, you know, corporations align, you know, with government to form an agenda. What that agenda is then gets pumped into the corporate media, and it just gets recycled. And for the most part, V, that's what a significant amount of people get when they turn on their TV and they're watching the news. 
And today, what I want to do is just accent just a couple of things. And the reason why I'm doing that is because obviously uh, this individual has a lot larger audience than we do. Do I agree with him on on a, a lot of things? No, I, I I don't. You know, I think for the most part, Joe Rogan is a lot more progressive uh, than I am. However, if we isolate down, if we really break down what he's been able to accomplish with his platform, V, it has totally been disruptive to the corporate media agenda. At the point now where he is, you know, constantly, not necessarily constantly being attacked, however, scrutinized quite a bit. And he is really cascading that message out and influencing other media people to say, hey, look, you can do your own thing. You can create your own platform. You don't have to feel so tied to that corporate environment. Is it, is it difficult to accomplish? Yes, it's very difficult when they have you sometimes hook, line, and sinker in terms of salary, all those things. And a perfect example of that, V, which recently what happened was, and someone that I, I follow the work, and again, I, you don't have to agree specifically on every single topic, or you don't have to participate in the cancel culture, which I don't get that so many people do, that I don't like what he's saying. I'm just going to shut it down. I'm not going to listen to it. Uh, but it speaks volumes when uh, Crystal and, and Sagar, who previously were on the Hill, basically took that platform to multiple million views in these little eight, nine minute segments that they constantly did. And for the most part, they really tried to remain free of the, the corporate special interests. However, when you work for an organization like the Hill V, that's really not possible. Uh, so I thought we could just kind of kick that off. And again, and if, if you want to disagree in terms of what Rogan has been able to accomplish with this platform, you know, don't, don't, Break it down and look like at the minute things. Look at the bigger picture in terms of the disruption that's occurring where now like the media likes of Fox News, CNN, they're getting all pissed off that a podcast can have more listeners and viewers to like an entire week segment of some of their news reports. Be. Yep. This is the counter narrative that we have to participate in. This is the counter narrative that we have to join because it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So I thought V, we could just play for just, just a couple of minutes in terms of why Crystal and Sagar made that decision to say, hey, you know what? F you, Hill, The Hill, we're leaving your platform. Uh, so let, let's jump into this. So, uh guys have a new show <laughs> hey joe what's up man? i just want to say i told you i knew it was gonna work yeah Dude, would never would have happened without you i knew it was gonna I, work i was like why are you like trapped i mean it, it really is actually true we've been thinking about going independent for a while because it's just more consistent with our values the hill takes money from all kinds of people mm -hmm. that are very contrary to the things that we've been talking about but you know it's scary to i got kids i got you know bills like all the yeah. health insurance yeah. Yeah. all this stuff <laughs> And so I think especially during COVID when we couldn't actually directly interact with the audience in person, it's hard to know how real it is. So when we talked to you and we we're like, oh, we're thinking about it, we're kind of nervous. And you were you weren't just like, maybe you were like, yes, do yeah. this. It actually really did help us to make the move. So thank you. No, no question. Terrible person to take advice like that from because I'm always like, jump. Yeah. Fucking jump. Well, in this no, case, it was right. the right call. So <laughs> broken was, clock or whatever. It's really scary. Um, and it's one of those things where we were telling you this before, where you're like, you don't know uh, if you're, you're like, am I going to miss this? You have these guys you have to support. Like, I don't yeah. have to deal with all this like administrative stuff and like set design and upload. But 
honestly, we love it so much. Like we we wrapped, I think, our second show, so we finally got. And I I, I texted her. I was like, "This is amazing! Like we're free. Yeah, we do it the way that we want. We produce it the way that we want." We we can we can stop it there, V. But basically, what had happened was is that uh, they had cut covered. I can't remember what specific topic it was, and. Even though they remain uh, free from their their network, the Hill would provide them the vehicle to do that. What had happened was, uh, I think it was Maxine Waters, who is what, like 80 years of age, 75, 80, whatever she is. She's and, so innovative. And, <laughs> so innovative, right? And so cutting edge. And Sagar pointed out that, listen, like, that is that is what's wrong with DC is that we have, you know, for the most part, these people that will never leave their positions. They get so so much political clout. They get so much support from the corporations. And that's why they're there for like, like freaking forever. And apparently uh, Maxine Waters camp heard the Hill uh, interview, um, not her net, her, her directly, but her, her handlers contacted the Hill and said, Hey, um, you know, that he just basically threatened her life on air, <laughs> you know, and, and, and not, not directly. He just, just again, just trying to spin the narrative like constantly, and what? and and well, it was crazy. It was like there was no threats at all. But he, of they not. felt These people because, are sick because of the commentary. They felt that they that they purpose almost like to the January sixth event, right? They keep but, hashing but the that bitch, out. But, but James Brown, the bitch and drag, James Brown and drag, can go multiple times in front of police line and says, "Confront forty five, confront everywhere, you know, impeach forty five, and, and confront them." Wherever they are, if they're in the gas station, you confront them and make it more violent. Get in their faces. She's out there inciting physical harm to anybody that is against her party and against her political ideology. And these dumbass Antifa punks, these basement-dwelling, squishy, pasty-white little fucking nobodies would actually go ahead, and these BLM morons will actually go ahead and respond but that's okay that's okay but as soon as somebody says something constructive about a moron a low iq moron an affirmative action hiring moron then all of a sudden it's a big thing it's oh my god it's a it's a racial threat blah 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 blah, blah. you gotta be kidding me you gotta be kidding me this this is the problem with this country and this is the problem that it's like, dude, the system is so overloaded and so damn heavy. It's got to go. The whole thing needs to get wiped out. Go ahead, Siege. Uh, no, that, that's that's perfect, B. B. And, and again, you know, just in the just, I recommend everyone. We're not going to sit here and play the whole thing. I recommend you go go listen to it. Uh, Gus would actually like it because I was truly amazed at the amount of f bombs that Siger and Crystal both dropped during the podcast. I was like, holy no shit! Way. They should, they I, should, I, I would I would never expect that from them. I, I didn't even think they even cursed. They should be on. They should be on cuss with Gus. Like they were like f bombs, like all over the place. But I'm like, okay, cool. They're, they they get it. Uh, but most importantly, through that that commentary, you know, they talked about like the the dying legacy corporate media agenda, and this actually caught um, Fox News radar primarily because of I'm their more slam again. I'm, against, I'm really interested. Brian Stelter and what and what <laughs> happened to uh, the eunuch? But go ahead. Yeah, no, they were more more interested. They picked it up because obviously his slam against CNN. But Ooh. then they turn around and get it completely wrong, like on their commentary about it. This was on the five. Like, they're, I'll let it play because, and then we can kind of flip it on them as well because they completely get it wrong. The entire thing, they completely missed the point as to why Rogan made this comment. So here we go. Top podcaster Joe Rogan laying the smackdown on CNN's Brian Stelter. 
after the whiny hall monitor complained that certain YouTube personalities get more viewers than, well, his network. They were saying, there's people on YouTube right now that get more views than this show. This is because the market is spoken. <laughs> right. And your show's terrible. Brian Stelter talking to the press secretary saying, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Like, hey, mother you're supposed to be a journalist. Gregory, the floor is yours. Well, okay, so this is, it's very difficult, you know, when your adversary CNN is on a downward spiral because you no longer enjoy the spectacle of it, its demise, because we know there are good, there are good employees. I enjoy the demise. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> by lying clowns and public masturbators. Whoa. But I want you know, like you got to feel bad about like, a CNN tech director or hair and makeup, you know, who don't get the same chances that Tubin's got. There are three mistakes that, you know, <laughs> and I made some notes right here, and I'd like to help you guys. Okay, be honest. <laughs> be honest. Label your commentators as commentators. Our audience knows the difference between me and Bill Hammer. He's news. I'm commentating and better looking. <laughs> There's no distinction at CNN between news and commentary. Hence, why they have no trust because they're they pretend their opinions are facts. And we all know. They also deny the gulf between their own thoughts and what they say we know what chris cuomo really really okay we, we we can stop it there but then one of the other the five and i can't remember what her name is you know specifically says well you know we have to remember that some people say these things like joe rogan does for attention <laughs> it's like time out here no it's no ding that this crazy ass woman it's the market reality here's the thing these guys Okay, what mainstream? Think about this, right? We're in the area of high-speed supercomputers, right? You and I, so you walk every day, and if you're a guy like me, you'll have multiple phones because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I've bad habits of, 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 I'm a tech junkie. I love tech, so I'm, I run the the greatest and latest, fastest phones on the, on the planet. So you and I are all of us are walking around with supercomputers in our hands, with computing power and potential that would be unheard of in the 80s and 90s and even in the early aughts. Unheard of computing power. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, we have phones today that are pushing, you know, octa-core processors with 12 and 16 gigs of RAM and 512 gigabyte hard drives and, you know, 3.1 UFS, uh, UFS 3.1 storage speeds. I mean, you, you just insane numbers. And the realm of high-speed ubiquitous internet in the realm of supercomputers in the palm of your hand picture if you will the morons at legacy media what they're trying to do and what they're trying to sell you are typewriters what they are trying to sell you are typewriters can you imagine if somebody came up to you look man your, your, your smartphone it sucks take your iphone 12 chuck it chuck your iphone 11 get rid of your samsung devices anything else just throw it away buy this typewriter and carry this around with you. <laughs> you don't need anything else. <laughs> this is the effect that the media has upon us, the public. They are trying to sell you an old, outdated model. The same stupid model that, you know, it worked during the, you know, the, uh, up until the 50s, the 60s, 70s, the 80s, the 90s. It all worked very well. Early odds, it worked very well. Your, your, your Walter Conkright, your Tom Brokaw, and your Peter Jennings, and... All of that stuff, you know, Chuck Scarborough and all these guys, they all, it all worked so well. Prim and proper, where you're wearing a suit and tie. The game's changed. And information happened so fast that these dummies 
who don't have the 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 mental acuities, the intellect, the capabilities, and the and the flexibility in order to grasp onto an information, break it down, go live with it, and 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 explain it to an audience. They lack that. They lack that. And this is what makes you know. Here's the thing, folks. Unlike every other news show out there, right? This show and the topics we cover, the guests we have on. And, and, and the subject matter that is broken down and given to you is live. It is unscripted. It's not pre-recorded. It's none of that. It's live. And there's very few people on the planet that could do this. God honest truth. And if it wasn't for time constraints, CJ and I could do this for two, three, four hours a day. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> we'd, we'd be broke and unproductive and we'd probably, you know, our, our wives will kick us out. <laughs> Go make some money. What are you guys doing? <laughs> but that's the thing. It's such an outdated, obsolete model in the era of supercomputers in the palm of your hands, ubiquitous internet, high-speed data, where news is gleaned from social media and other outlets the legacy media is trying to convince you that the typewriter is the best way in order for you to type your thoughts. And, 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 and telegram pigeons are the best way for you to communicate. This, this, they will not survive. And with all the pumping and the humping and all the dumping that they're doing, okay, it's not working. It's not working, and they're swirling the toilet bowl, folks. They're swirling the toilet bowl, the whole lot of them. And, I'm, and I celebrate not only the decline of CNN. I celebrate because it's the decline of legacy media, and it's the decline of exceptional stand. It's the decline of politicians like the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, the Maxine Blathers or Waters, right? It's the decline of all of them. They're all obsolete. I love it, and I celebrate when an idiot cardboard cutout crash test dummy named Joe Biden could stand next to the president of the free world, a.k.a. Vladimir Putin, and look like a complete moron. I celebrate that because you have to understand you have to celebrate it because in order for productive living people, productive people that, are, that have a grasp on what to do, that are attuned to the realities of this world, we need to celebrate the decline of what 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 you know. Pepe Escobar came out with that term, exceptional stand. But I like to I, I like to codify it as this all encompassing system, right? We need to celebrate this decline because that wretch, that parasitic wretch, needs to die in order for us to live. CJ, yeah, very very well said, V. And everyone's hinting at the same thing. So whether you're here at Rogue, and 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 yes, I'm glad you mentioned that in regards to to the live uh, content. There's there's nothing scripted. Very very rarely do we ever often even share like any articles of hey, what are we going to discuss today and everything. We just kind of roll with it. What's what's happening out there? Yeah. But but everyone's kind of pointing to it. Like if you look around, not only uh, like Project Veritas, we know that right. Like that that anchor that came out and said, you know, you know, corporations basically dictate to the, the uh, front office what 
what we get to say and what we don't. We we've known that we've we've known that for quite some time. So that's happened. And then you go over to like, for example, uh, Moon of Alabama, and they have an article there that specifically talks about the same thing: the media war on truthful reporting and legitimate opinions. And and they you know there's a documentary there over at the Saker, uh, which by the way, um, I I contacted the Saker for an interview and. And he responded back that um, he's not doing any interviews right now uh, due to due to his health. And oh, I, I didn't. I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't ask. So yeah, so uh, keep the saker uh, in your in your thoughts and, and prayers. I don't know exactly, you know, what, what what's going on, but you know, he's another platform, and he actually has a six part series that talks about propaganda and, and the media. So we're all kind of hinting around at the same thing. I think the million dollar question is, you know, what do we do? Like what things are we going to willing to do V to commit to get not only ourselves, but also, you know, our audience to get behind supporting you know, what that vision is. And, and, and I'm not sure what it is. I, I think the greatest thing that could have happened, like when I think of Alex Jones, the greatest thing that could have happened to Alex Jones is exactly what they did. Like when they deplatformed him and they mm -hmm. took away his ability to monetize, to, you know, they kicked him off YouTube, they kicked him off you know, his, whoever was doing his hosting, that was the best thing that could have happened to him because mm -hmm. that put him leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. Because then he had to, you know, get the app built, get the data built, get the streaming services dedicated to, to doing that. And, and, and he's going to end up becoming bigger and stronger and all that because of it. So, so why I'm telling our listeners that is, is, is we navigate uh, to other things or, or we're specifically telling you, Hey, do us a favor, go to roguenews.com. Put your email in at the. It's at the bottom of the screen. Um, put your email address. And we don't sell your subscribe. data. Yeah, we don't sell your data. But, uh, you know, subscribe is because you know eventually it's going to happen. Eventually it's going to happen where you know YouTube says, "Hey, you know what? This this is it." And and we want to make sure that our audience and and when Velas plugs Discord constantly and hey, we're on Discord. You know, jump on. And I and I get it. We don't own Discord. You know, they they do. So they very well could do the same thing. But right now it's a, it's a comms. Uh, channel available uh, to us until we decide whether other services are going to be available. Uh, it's just that important as we navigate through this next decade, uh, be whether it's the agenda that's going to be put forward. And and I, and I firmly believe, like you know, when we talked about last March and April, and we we really isolated the power grab that was taking place, the power grab that was taking place by by government, by local municipalities, and we saw how that how how all that impacted our lives. And then B, one thing that we cannot forget about was the consolidation, the consolidation. And look how many small businesses have had to shut their doors. Look at the amount of power that Amazon now has. Look at these corporations. And, and so it was a huge power grab. It was a consolidation, even in media somewhat, you know, consolidating that aspect. And, and it was a huge power grab. And they're going to leverage the next 10 years to enhance that. They're, they're not done. Uh, so that's what we're up against, and we have to continue to work to find solutions uh, to help our families, uh, to help us as an individuals, uh, so that we can navigate and 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 end up landing okay uh, through this. V, I'm I'm confident that we can we can we can do that, uh, but it's going to take a whole lot of support to to do that. V, absolutely right. You know, we need to draw some battle lines. And see, I don't know if you know this. I'm going to uh, uh, sidetrack a little bit here, but. You know, there's a lot of things that are being proposed within government right now that needs to be stopped. Number one, the EPA is out of control. It needs to be stomped and put back in its place because the EPA is designed to destroy business and, and industrial capabilities in the United States. That's the only purpose. The only purpose of the EPA is to destroy jobs. 
It has nothing to do with protecting the environment because let's be honest, I was having an adult conversation. This whole entire climate change nonsense is bullshit. It's bullshit. And then you have the guys over at Internal Revenue. And they're being armed with 87,000 plus agents. And they're giving, and, and, and there are certain laws that they're trying to put in, in, in place where they're going to require banks. And I'm no fan of banks, but they're going to be requiring banks to start reporting on everybody's account as whatever comes into a business account, a personal account, whatever, as a net credit to that account to be counted as income. No matter if you have, you know, your account is a pass-through account or, or, or whatnot, or you, you, you know, you have, let's say, you have five thousand dollars in, but you have to spend forty-eight hundred out of that five thousand. That's not income. That's operating costs. So who's going to determine what income is? Is it going to be you, the business owner, and the individual, the sole proprietor, or is it going to be the government? These are the types of overreaches that need to be stopped. I'm going to bring up the EPA seizure as a perfect example, but. Did you did you, re, did you hear about the latest ruling that the EPA is trying to do? They're coming after uh, um, uh, private mechanics, guys who work on your car. Mm. Did you hear about the siege? I did not hear about it, but you, that I imagine they probably are. You're right. It is huge. Folks, if you go to SEMA, the Special Equipment Manufacturers Association, SEMA's website, S-E-M-A, SEMA. Just go to SEMA, and I'll try to get the links so later CJ get, could uh, put it into the description box, or I'll drop it in. But... If you do anything to your car, they're coming after these these automotive like these uh, mechanic shops and shutting them down with fines, saying, "Oh, you're modifying cars, making them street illegal." And these cars are not made street illegal. All their emissions control units are still intact. Nothing's being taken off. And the cars that have these emission control systems taken off, they're strictly used for racing applications. So now the EPA is overreaching itself and literally going after mom and pop shops and hitting them with eighteen, twenty, thirty, a hundred eighty thousand dollars in fees out of nowhere, no warning, no explanation. And this is done by people who have no understanding of how even an automotive uh, engine or emission control systems even work, no experience in cars, no understanding of cars. But they are going to clamp down on people who work on cars their whole entire life and destroy their business. Thousands of businesses are being affected by this. And now there is a petition I want all of you to go to. Go to SEMA's website and find the petition. Sign it. There's over a million, I think there's probably two million signatures on there and growing. We need to stop this bullshit from happening because what that does, folks, and I'm not just saying this because I like cars. I'm in the process of building an eight-second quarter-mile vehicle, Right? Not because I'm a gearhead, but what it's doing, it's, it's going after families. It's killing mechanic shops, right? It's, it's about your right to repair. That's what it comes down to. First, you know, first they came for the, for the, for the speed shops, and I didn't care because I was, uh, I was in the speed shop. Then they came for the average mechanic uh, 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 place, right? But I didn't care because I was in the mechanic. But then they came for me and my business. And there was nobody left to, to save me or fend for me or speak for me. And this is what's happening. It's the same damn pattern. Oh, we need to get after these street racers, which is like 0.0000001% of the entire population of, of car owners. 
It's about shutting down businesses, and they're using it as an overreaching thing. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency. Why is people that work for the EPA have no clue on, on the environment? They don't know how the environment works. They don't know about any of the industries that the EPA regulates. They are the absolute rock-bottom moronic idiots. They don't know nothing about it. Or they have it, if they do know something about it, it's an extremely myopic and obsolete view of the industry in which they regulate. But they will use the overarching they will use their overarching grasp in order to shut things down. It's a problem. This is about your right to repair. Vela said this before. They want you to rent your homes. They want you to rent your car as a service. Folks, you gotta understand this is why I don't I don't I have a stupid iPhone, but I use it just for like business, not my personal device. I, I don't care. I'd rather give my iPhone to a homeless bum. It's a piece of crap, right? Because and I, I've divested myself of all Apple products. I still have an iPad because I think the tablet's awesome. But I'm going to get rid of that too. Okay. The problem is why I hate Apple is when it goes wrong. I can't take it to. They're making it impossible. And if you listen to a YouTube channel called uh, Ross, uh, um, it's a repair guy. Ross something. Ross. Um, Ross something Steinman, whatever his name is, right? The guy is a repair, he runs a repair shop in Manhattan. And he is the preeminent guy who's on the forefront of fighting for your rights. So if something breaks on your iPhone, 10, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever iPhone you got, or your iPad or your MacBook, you can take it to a non-Apple place. And it could be a tech that is extremely proficient in repairing the computer and having it repaired. Because the genius bar in Apple is designed not to really fix the thing, but to make you buy a new one. Simple repairs that could have been done easily, they're forcing you to buy a new one. And how are they buying it? Oh, I, I, you don't have $1,300 for the new iPhone 12? You don't have that because your iPhone has water damage? Even though it could be fixed and repaired. Oh, don't worry. Here, for $30 a month, you could own your new iPhone. That's it? $30 a month? You see how it works? Everything is becoming as a service. Everything is turning into a service. Because the, a service-based economy, economy doesn't require a physical economy. A service-based economy only serves the fire economy of finance, insurance, and real estate. So a service-based economy is the, the result of the fire-based economy. And this is what's happening here. Oh, here, 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 rent this iPhone. Two years. And you know what? After a year and a half in, you could upgrade to a new one. And you think, oh, look, great, I can upgrade to a new one. See, I'm getting some audio reverb. Hmm. Let me shut down the... Oh, there you okay. Go. That's better. That, okay. Yeah, okay. It's done. They're like, oh, I can get a new one. But you don't understand that you're a year into your new phone. Then in order for you to upgrade to a new one, you still got to pay four or $500. So it's not even a real upgrade. It's your right to repair. It's your device. That's why other, other companies, you know, if something goes wrong, like I got a razor blade laptop. Something goes wrong. I could take this to any repair shop and have it easily repaired. You open up a damn MacBook, it is damn near impossible to repair. And this is also happening with automotive manufacturers. They understand the average American is going broke, number one. 
They understand that number two, that the average age of a car on the street is 11 years old. That's not good for fire economy. It's good for physical economy. Physical economy says, hey, you know what? We can make a plethora of auto parts. We can support local businesses, mom and pop repair shops that keep us going. The dealer, the, the, the automotive manufacturers who are beholden to bankers don't care about that because it doesn't do anything for their bottom line in terms of their stock shares and their stock price. But if they can say, hey, you know what? That uh, brand new Corvette or that GMC Yukon uh, 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 or that Chevy Suburban or that Ford Explorer or, or, or Expedition you're, you're leasing or you're buying, we're going to make it impossible. We're going to lock the ECU code. We're going to make it impossible. We're going to change the bolts. We're going to change the nuts. We're going to make it really hard for a local mechanic to even diagnose or even fix the problem with your car. And we're going to say hey, this is proprietary, copyrighted material. You can't uh, touch it. It's our stuff. So you can always bring it back to the dealer. That's how it begins. They're trying to transition you where you will never own a car. It's just be a service you buy into. Software is a service. Remember, you can just buy Windows. Well, they want to turn Windows into software as a service. Everything's going to be a service. And you're the sheep that's going to be constantly putting your money into this BS. Buying a, rent, a rental unit. Home as a service. Oh, I'm living here. And they're going to market it to you like this is the most wonderful thing in the world. Why? It benefits the fire economy. Because the fire economy needs some sort of a tepid monetary or money velocity to occur in order for it to create a feedback loop that feeds into their derivative machine. Folks, you don't understand what goes on in the back end. You don't understand that as I'm talking to you right now, $36 trillion is churned every minute in derivatives. $36 trillion. This is why BlackRock is buying up thousands of properties. This is why Wall Street is buying up thousands of properties because they understand having the property and having perpetual renters is better than a homeowner and a mortgage that you could chop up and sell as a mortgage-backed security. It's the fire economy. You're being conned. And unless you draw the battle lines with, with the EPA, you know, I, I have some favorite mechanics of mine. I'm like, man, I don't want to lose. I don't want these guys going out of business because I don't trust the dealership. I don't trust the dealership. I remember taking my car. I needed to have a bushing replaced. This is my, my, my older M5. I needed to have a bushing replaced on my front end. The guys wanted to replace the entire front end suspension system. I was like, what? Took it to my local mechanic, right? And because he, he was on vacation and I couldn't get to him, but you know, he came back. I said, look, look here, here, the, the dealership said I need an entire front suspension, control arm, and all that replace. The guy started laughing. Dude, it's just it's bushing. The dealership wanted to hit me with $1,500 just to replace all that. Just, just to replace the control arm. When it was just a $75 part. Folks, we need to start waking up. We need to reclaim. If these Look, here's what I'm trying to say. We need to beat back these government bureaucrats by fighting against them in their sneaky, sneaky ways of grabbing power. That's number one. And number two, the government is not going to create a physical economy because it's against their banking master's wishes in order to create a, a physical economy. That's why an infrastructure deal will never happen in the United States. It will never happen in the Western world. The bankers won't allow it. It doesn't benefit the banker. We don't have captains of industries. We don't have industrialists anymore. We don't have, oh, he's a steel magnet. 
a magnate. Oh, he is a he's a magnate when it comes to timber and coal and oil and minerals and resources and real stuff. It doesn't benefit the bankers, so they'll never have it. They'll never they'll never they'll sell you BS and crumbs. And it's another wealth grab. If they can keep you renting your phone, they can keep you renting your car, they can keep you renting your home, they can keep you renting your computer software, they can keep you... What's next? Rent, renting your clothes? This is where it's going. This is only in the mind of a psychopath does this make sense. Siege. Yeah, no, very very well said, V. And I again, we're entering that that decade, if we think back, V, and as it relates to uh, post 9-11, the agenda that was put forth, right, how much they were able to uh, to control not only from the, the, the finance sector, but also how much of our individual freedom and liberty that we so happily gave up for the for the cover of, of safety and security. I, I firmly believe that we're going to say see that exact same thing unfold as we enter this next the next 10 years, the, this decade, they're, they're going to be leveraging uh, the 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 C word uh, as a means to that to to have us in a perpetual state of, of fear, and then they're going to also counter that with at the same time having us constantly at odds with each other. That provides a perfect blanket and security for most people really being able to identify what's broken and and what's happening. And again, you know that's why the work that we do here at Rogue is just so important. There's already talks. I'm not sure if you count. You know, if you caught this it's this past week, but they're really starting to ramp up this discussion about the Delta variant and that the, oh, the Delta God. variant that basically escaped or came to us from India is now starting to wreak havoc in the United States here. So, again, this is this is all part of, of, an, of an agenda of a, of a controlled plan. Do I have any facts stating that I don't? I don't. But what I do know is the history the pattern of what's been accomplished, everything from ranging from let's go bomb Iraq because terrorists from Afghanistan uh, impact the United States from we need to uh, remove Bashir Assad from Syria. I mean, all these things take place for, for a specific reason. And if we can if we can stop and isolate, really hone in on the things that impact them the most, the, the, the banking and the finance sector, finding ways to stop participating in those 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 things and finding ways to disrupt those. Uh, same thing with the, the media component, with with the agenda put forth and how they want to manage that information. Keep us under control. Those things, the, the surveillance state. And if you look across either the people that we interview, be the people that we we you know came up with the solutions to help them. People, I heard one today that I could, I did not even know, and I, and I couldn't even believe it. But I apparently that on. Uh, one of his interview interviews that Elon Musk disclosed that the way that he gets paid V, uh, so he can in, in a way this is this is completely legal, is that how he gets paid is in the terms of in the forms of loans from his company, and by yeah. deeming it a, a that, that, loan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, on it. I mean, again, so so the the wealthy, the top one percent know these things they leverage these things they utilize them and at the same time they suppress us and the corporate agenda and the state the control mechanism they use for example the next thing that's coming out us is what 
is 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 user tax like what you stated that that we, we're going to get charged a, a tax based upon the amount of mileage that we drive i mean these things are insane these things they, they put into place again to continue the destruction of the middle class to basically create a uh, a nanny state where they basically have everything from the working poor to the middle class under their control mechanism v and and and, and unfortunately they're winning right now and and we we can't stop the fight we've got to continue to find ways to disrupt that man we got a lot of work to do a lot, a lot of work. What else do we have on the radar, Siege? Well, something happened um, very interesting uh, just a day ago, and that's in regards we, – we've witnessed this before. Uh, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> this is great. But Russian troops actually blocked a U.S. patrol in northern Syria, again, for violating security protocol. Um, Flare-ups like this that very easily could go south uh, rather quickly um, – I, I don't think U.S. forces would really do anything at this point, V. I no, think they, they're more they, just they, testing. They'd get the shit kicked out of them. That's what would happen. They'd get the shit kicked out of them, and they'd cry like little bitches. That's exactly what would happen because this ain't a mud hut that they're shooting up anymore. It's fucking Russian Airborne Division or Russian Marines. Or worse comes to worse, it'll be Spetsnaz, and it'll be a horror show. Yeah, no, exactly. So, so again, the the combination of these things and the, the economic turmoil, witnessing what's happening on a on a geopolitical front, and and tying that together in terms of identifying who the enemy is, they're going to have us at odds with each other. They're going to have us at odds against China and Russia, and that's going to be their narrative. That's going to be their boogeyman for the next several years. So, so get used to it. As they rob, rape, and pillage us, take our wealth, and the very solutions that could help us, actually, which is working with Russian solution and 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 China, is the solution to the problem of this country. And see, do you have a video pulled up of the of the U.S. troops turning back when they hit the Russian roadblock? I I. I it's, don't. I don't have my on, telegram. It's on our Geostrat. Uh, I'll I, send you the link. Send me the link. I do not have. Uh, I'm at the office uh, today, V. Um, oh, okay. I I do not have Telegram installed. I need on this this computer. It's a it's an older system. I need to get it get it caught up with uh, with everything. But um, yeah, I do not. If you want to post the link, I'll get that that video brought up, and and our and our listeners should be aware of that. That that's what you know exactly took place. Um, but uh, and then I'll also get it cross posted over. I'm getting caught up. Uh, on Velos' show Friday, he really, uh, you know, did a great job explaining what Discord is and how we leverage it for comms. And I ha- and I had several several requests come in over the weekend, so I'm I'm getting caught up. So I I, I didn't forget about you. If you haven't got an email response yet, you will. Uh, I should hopefully get some time to get caught up on those this afternoon. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the link right now. Okay. Cool. Yeah, is there audio with it? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, there's right. audio. Okay. Yeah, here you go. I got I got the link. Okay. It's actually from Syrian girl. She posted this on on Twitter. All right, here you go. People need to watch this. All right, I just I just sent it to you in the private chat. There it is. You could blow that video up. Oh, play again. Watch what happens. America, cook yeah. Oh, wait, what's this? All right, let's turn around, Bob. Let's go back. Let's go back.
folks, you will not find this in U.S. media. Nope. Let me explain something to you guys. The average Russian male is bigger, stronger, and with higher levels of testosterone. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, ooh. The average Russian male is bigger, stronger, and with higher levels of testosterone. If you don't believe me, ask Khabib Nurmagomedov. See what happened when he tore through the entire UFC. Go ahead, Siege. No, that's a that's a great discussion. We can save that for another day, and I'll send you the link uh, to the uh, interview, V. But there's a – I can't remember what her name is, but she actually wrote a book specifically talking about testosterone and did a lot of great studies in regards to it. But I'll, I'll send you the link, and that way we can maybe um, – too, maybe even try to get her book so that way she can she can come on and, and and discuss it but you know all these things you know again ranging from the the food to, that we eat from the the entertainment that that we do um these are all things to really try to suppress uh humanity and to to hold us back uh from reaching our our full potential so so we have a lot of work to do folks we have a lot of work to do one thousand percent and v that's all i have for today bro i, I really didn't, didn't we have are- anything else Thank you, brother. Great show. Folks, we're at the end of the show again. Go check out mycbdedibles.com. Get, get some Delta 8 products if it's legal in your straight state and um, support the show. Uh, also, go to roguenews.com. Everything is going to be available there. Uh, we'll be writing some more articles uh, as we ramp up over there. With that being said, we're over and out. Take it away, CJ. Peace.